You're listening to the Flip Houses Like a Girl podcast, where we educate, empower, and celebrate everyday women who are facing their fears, juggling family and business, embracing their awesomeness, and wholeheartedly chasing their dream of flipping houses. Each episode delivers honest-to-goodness tools, tips, and strategies you can implement today to get closer to your first or next successful house flip. Here's your spiky-haired, breakfast taco-loving host, house-flipping coach, Debbie DeBeery. Hey, thanks for hanging out today. Once again, we're going to have an awesome conversation with one of our flip sisters in our coaching program. Her name is Stephanie. She is so fun. Uh, She makes us laugh all the time. And she and her sister recently flipped a house that has been in their family since her parents bought it when she was in middle school. So a couple decades ago. All right. She recommends not taking as long on your first flip. Uh, but that aside, we are going to hear all the regular stuff, how she found, well, not how she found it. We know how she found it, how she financed it, which involved some creativity that you're going to find interesting. Who did the renovations and the surprises that came up, the profit, all of that jazz, which by the way, they made 20% of the ARV, which is incredibly respectable. And this is our first debrief for a property in the Detroit area. So that's exciting too. Now, my favorite part of the conversation actually happens toward the end of it. So definitely stick around. It's going to be the part of this episode that people find the most inspiring. So thanks, Stephanie and sister for sharing your story. And let's just jump in. Okay. So how about we just start with you introducing yourself, letting us know a little bit about you, where you are in the world and that sort of thing. Okay. I am Stephanie and I am over in the Grand Rapids. West Michigan area. Um, I'm originally from the Detroit area. So as far as an anonymity goes or whatever, I'm kind of blowing it there, but um, that's, those are my two locations. Got it. Okay. And have you been there a while? Uh, Yes, we, um, I moved here uh, to get married. Today's actually our 15th wedding anniversary. Oh my gosh. Happy anniversary. That's awesome. Thank you. Kind of a monumental mark, right? Yeah. Um, So we moved here, I guess, probably somewhere 2007-ish, I guess. 2006, yeah. What took you there? Just work? Well, he's actually from a totally different place. And this is kind of where we met in the middle. My parents were over here. They had moved. We we grew up in Detroit area. And so um, my parents moved here to this side of the state. And then we all just kind of followed. And then we went back. And then we followed, you know, and then we came back. So we just... I'm here permanently, but my heart is always in Detroit. Gotcha. I mean, for, for just, you know, grown up reasons. Yeah. Right. (laughs) For grown up reasons. Um, And okay. So you recently sold your flip, your first flip, right? (laughs) My, my first flip. Your first flip. Congratulations. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Yeah, let's do a debrief. Walk us through how, let's start with how, how did you find it? How'd you find this deal? 
Okay. So I, this is why I was like a little nervous to do the, the podcast. Cause I'm just kind of like a, like talking to me is like a whack-a-mole, right? Like you just don't know what's coming up next. And I'm just trying to stay focused because this flip actually, um, started when I was in junior high. So that's how far back this flip goes. That's right. Okay. Why? Yeah. Walk us through that. How is that the case? So my parents fought it um, when I was in junior high. Um, And we, it was like a family thing. We were so excited. It was like this terrible little smelly, like secret garden house, right? It was just, and it was amazing to us. We just thought it was so cool. Um, So they bought it and then they had, you know, they did a lot of work on it. And then like over the years, just, you know, life happens and you're, you're just going through the motions and they have four kids and they're working super hard and great people, you know, and then it's just like fast forward down the years. And I always dreamed about this house. Like I always loved it. I would go there. Um, it was always vacant, right. It was vacant for a really long time. And I would, um, go there and paint and do things and dream about living here. And, you know, and then, college came and my parents ended up moving like to this side of the state. And then we went back and we, they still had this house. And I was just like, Oh, you know, let's fix this up and live here. Like I'd always wanted to live there. And so I was like, Oh my gosh, talk about manifestation from like a long time ago. Right. Yeah. So we, (laughs) my sister and I are like, what a great idea. So I'm 20 at this point, you know, 20, somewhere between 20 and 22 years old. And my sister is like 18, 19. I don't know. We're four years apart. Do the math. So she, um, like I got a loan to do the plumbing and heating. Like this was just a shell of a house, right? Like my parents had gotten the outside done. It looked super cute from the road. Um, and then, but it didn't have anything in the inside. Right. So, so this whole time from junior high to, uh, 22 ish was the house vacant or did y'all have tenants? Yes. Oh, it was vacant this whole time. The whole wow. Time, yeah. How interesting. So okay. It's yeah. So somebody else probably drove by that house. Right. And we're like, oh, I want to flip it. Driving so, for dollars. Yeah. I'm right. sure y'all were targeted. You're like, why don't they do? I'm one of those people like, why don't they, you know, sell it or whatever. So, um, but it has a happy ending. Right. So, yeah. Totally. So she gets the mortgage on it and I get the, the, like funds to flip it or whatever, you know, to do the inside. And then we lived there until uh, like 2005, I think we lived there together. There were different stints like that. I moved to Detroit. I tried to buy a house in Detroit and do all the things in the beautiful neighborhoods they have there. And I just didn't know enough about anything. Right. Like I, my parents had taught me to work hard and I worked hard and was making, you know, grown up money finally, but I didn't know how to harness the power and do all that stuff. So um, we were going to sell it. And then one of the first market downsizing happened. Right. Got it. And we, um, I basically, I fell in love with my husband and he, you know, I lost my job. And so I was just like, all right, you keep the house and the cats and the pets. And, you know, I'm going to go fall in love and get married and have a baby. So I did that. <laughs> And we couldn't sell it, right? So we had put it on the market with like a company called, um, I don't know, can I say the company? I don't know how that works. Yeah. We, with, with Help You Sell. And so I remember like, you know, like we didn't know. We were so young. Um, so this was like mid to like 2007, 2008-ish? Uh, like even before. So like 2005, oh. four, maybe four. Okay. 
and we had an open house and it was so beautiful. And we made these flyers and, um, and nobody came, not, not a single soul. And so we were just like, okay, we totally failed. Like this did not work. Like talk about holding costs. Right. So, you know, we've had it for 20 years. So fast forward, we, I move, she keeps the house and then she gets married and she has babies. And, and then, you know, this last, and then I don't see, this is where I get kind of confusing. So then I find your program in 220. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, come on, family, let's do this. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna make a legacy here. So, and everyone's just like, okay, stuff. You know, I I have a lot of practice starting things. I just need that. Oof, I just need to learn how to finish some of those things. So, um, 2020, I find your program. I don't sign up, but I do this whole vision board thing, right? So that's like, you know, one of the other things. So then I write this all down on the board. I'm gonna flip houses like a girl someday. I'm gonna do this. So COVID. Next year, 2021, I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm going to invest in myself. I'm going to do it. So, of course, I get all hyped up again. I joined the program. You guys are amazing. It's so fun. And I'm like, people like me, like people who understand, like, this can really work. Yeah. Um, and then you gave me the tools, right? So you were like, this is how it's done. And I'm just like, oh, gosh, <laughs> this would have been so helpful. 20 years ago. <laughs> so, and I don't know, maybe like, we didn't even have the internet, right? Like I was still reading through the na- newspaper and stuff for like, you know, contractors and whatever. So then we, I get on this train and I'm like, okay, you know, sit, my sister, Sam, like she's, she's awesome. My best friend, we fell in love in my senior year of high school. Um, before that, she was like the little sister. And then she was right. like my best friend ever. Aww. So, um, so I'm like, let's, you know, let's finish this house. Let's finally get this done. And they wanted to move into a bigger space. And her husband was just like, okay, you know, yeah, I, I like you guys enough. Your sister's pretty cool. Give it a go. <laughs> so we started the whole thing over. You started over again. And basically you started the flip. So when did you guys actually start working on the, the, the recent flip? Of it. The, the recent, recent flip. Yeah. Okay. The, the 2021 flip started, I, we got our first contractor in there on September, I think 13th was our first one. Okay. Um, yeah. So was your sister living there or did she eventually move out and it was vacant again for a while? Yep. Nope. It, we were waiting for it to be vacant. Um, they had bought a house, but it was like a long process for them to, you know, move into it. So finally, when they were able to exit, we're like, okay, we're going to go in. We're just going to like turn this puppy around super quick and get it on the market, you know, before we wanted to do it before Thanksgiving. And literally the day before we managed to do that. So skin of our teeth. That's awesome. I love it. Okay. So do y'all still like at this point, do y'all still have, did y'all still have a mortgage on it or was it paid off at this point? <laughs> nope. Um, it wasn't paid off. Uh, it was, it was, but it was close. I mean, it was 66,000, right? Oh, gotcha. So, okay. um, we had, you know, renovated or not renovated, like refinanced and done the whole thing and, and whatever. So, um, but she still had a mortgage on it. And so she paid for those couple months. And like, we just kind of split like how we were going to do it. Like your whole JV thing, like, right. Like who does what, who's in charge of what. And, you know, she's, I mean, best thing to work with in the world. Like my super favorite. So it was like super fun, super easy. And not remember, this is the second time we've done this now. So we already know we can work together. Like, you know, right. Um, 
but we did hire contractors this time. Good. Okay. Well, I was going to ask that. Yeah. Yeah. Did y'all decide to, you were going to do the work yourselves or did you hire that out? We did a little bit of both. Now in the very beginning, other than like the plumbing and the heating, we learned to do drywall. We learned to, you know, get those hammers with the little dynamite powders in them and drill them into the ground. You know, like we did, I have more tools than, you know, I'm very proud of my tool collection. Um, So we did it in the beginning. And so this time we were like, okay, Debbie teaches me, get our contractors. So (laughs) I had a budget in mind Mm -hmm. and our only issue was, even though we had owned the house for such a long time, there were so many variables that we didn't even know about, you know? So we get into the crawl space and we find it's like this totally different thing than we anticipated, like literally like tree stumps. Like they used, they just, there was a tree. They're like, let's build a porch. And then they were like, cut the tree off in the middle. And we're oh like, God. okay, that'll be a support beam. And then we'll use oh, the top oh of God. the tree as another support beam <laughs> and it'll just be fine. Right. And you're like, oh, that's why it bounces. Right. So <laughs> we had it all this time and just had no idea these things were going on. And so that was just like, a big piece of the budget that we wanted for like the fun stuff. Right. Yeah. So you never know, get your inspections. Yes. Get your inspections. Okay. So, so y'all started work September ish. So really y'all in a couple of months, y'all had it on the market. Oh yeah. Yep. Super. It was, yeah, it was mostly cosmetic. I mean, honest to goodness it was, but, um, but there were things that came up, you know, like there was a weird spot on the wall when I did my walkthrough and was just like, oh, what's that? And it was just like, oh, this window's been leaking. Like we need to tear out this whole wall and do it. You know, it's just yeah. funny things like that, that you just go like, okay, so that set us back a little bit, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and so you just got to figure out how to work, you know, get it done. Yeah. Okay. What I want to backtrack for just a second. Um, you and your sister, what was your lane? What was in your lane and what was in her lane? That's, oh gosh. Um, I would say we were both kind of project managery. She, she cracks me up. She will say she picks things up and puts things down. Like if she has a business card, that's what it's going to say. I pick things up and I put things down. She doesn't <laughs> give herself enough credit, but she, um, she's a powerhouse and she, and we always were able to like balance each other out. But I did like the money and the financing and, um, and, you know, like contracts and things. And then she was kind of like, because she's now keep in mind, she's in Detroit area and I'm in Grand Rapids. Right. So got it. I'm traveling back and forth, but every day she can kind of go to the house and look at it and, you know, give me progress, do the walkthroughs. And that was awesome. Like that was so fun. So, um, it was kind of like being there, right. We were like, we just yeah. need to get little cams that were always like, you know, attached to each other. So, right. Right. Okay. How far away? So the project was in Detroit. How far away are you from there? Two and a half hours. Oh, okay. Now, did you, how did you, you mentioned financing. Did you finance the repairs or did you guys pay out of pocket or how did y'all, you already owned the house. So how did you finance the renovations that you did this time? Creatively, very creatively. Nice. Yeah. So um, just like my husband trusted me enough to let me use like some of our funds. Uh, I got a, I got a personal loan. She got a personal loan. Um, a, you know, my, my Home Depot card, my Lowe's card, my 
visa card. <laughs> so just creative. And then, and that's how we did the first one, because keep in mind, like he just money or the uh, money and things like that. We, um, because she's my sister, it's a, what do they call it? A arm's length transaction. Right. So we couldn't just do like the traditional, it wasn't LLC. It had to be right. like our personal thing. Right. So yeah. So we just had to get creative and it worked out. Okay. I love it. I, I think it's important for people to hear that you can get creative and make things work. Right. Yes. Um, yes. Okay. So what was your, what did you think the renovation budget was going to be and what did it end up being? We thought it would be 25. Okay. Um, and we ended up at 30. Okay. And then two days before close, we had to get a new furnace. Oh. So we ended up at 32. Okay. Or somewhere between 30 and 32. How about okay. that? Like, okay. Awesome. It's a little sketchy. <laughs> Do better receipts than I did, folks. Like, keep your receipts and stay focused. <laughs> keep your receipts and stay focused. Oh, gosh. Okay. Okay. So, a couple months, about $32,000 in renovations, all on finding creative money, right? Like, creatively finding money to do this, which is fantastic. And then when you initially started working on the house, uh, what did you think you were going to be able to list it for? Okay. That's a good question. Um, we were pretty confident that we just wanted to get like, originally it was like, we want to get, you know, about 125. Okay. So, um, and then our, our, it increased a little bit. Mm-hmm you know, our, our reno budget. And so we were like, Ooh, you know, cause I think we just were just hoping that we could both walk away with like 15. Got it. Um, roughly. And so when that wasn't going to happen, then it got to be like a little bit different. And then it started to get towards Thanksgiving uh-huh. and we were like, okay, you know, cause we did think it was going to go a little bit faster, but I knew there's always things that come up. So, you know, just let's get it before Thanksgiving. Right. So, um, we, we decided that we really wanted to do, we listed at 129. Okay. Um, we were pretty adamant about that by the time it was done because it was so cute. And the, the market around there didn't really necessarily, cause it was only a two bed, one bath, no basement, no garage. Um, it's just, it's, it's a great starter house, great yard, but it was in a kind of funny neighborhood with like a lot of rentals, um, and apartment buildings, but kind of its own little oasis. So we were like, I, we think that just because it's so different, mm-hmm. it could work, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, and you teach us a lot of stuff, but we already had this house. So it wasn't like we, you know, picked it special off our criteria. It like, we already had it. We had yeah. to work with what you got. Um, and so finally we get everything done, you know, last push effort. We get it on the market the day before Thanksgiving. Um, and our realtor's like, you know, okay. All right. So we get it up. We like, I want people to be able to look at it and sit around Thanksgiving and be like, Oh, isn't this house cute? You know, (laughs) pretending they're having these conversations. I don't know. They're probably talking about pie, but, um, so we, by Friday, we end up getting our realtor calls. So she's like, you have this many showings and this many. And we're just like, Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. Right. And so Friday comes, Saturday comes, Sunday comes. 
and we we have no offers and it's okay, but we've had like nine showings, I think at this point, or like seven showings or something. And I mean, obviously there's a holiday, there's, you know, people are busy, they're out of town, you know, um, Monday comes, we have a couple more showings and then we get four offers, like three to four offers that night. And we're like, oh my gosh, you know, and, um, our realtor kept telling us that, you know, she was very knowledgeable about the market and just, you know, she kept worrying about appraisal. She yeah. kept telling us, like, we yeah. knew inspection was good. We knew the house was solid. We knew uh, other than the furnace, but that's, you know, we can either get into that or not. But um, we thought that, like, what happens if we, you know, don't? So we ended up getting um, two offers that were beautiful more than I like absolutely blessed. God like totally came through. Like I wouldn't even have asked for these, but, um, so one of them was at one fifty. Wow. But I was like, I'm never going to appraise for that. Like, yeah. I, I love that someone wants to pay this and I'd love to give it to them, but it's, that's not going to happen. You know, it's just yeah. it's not gonna. And then we got a full price offer or we wanted one twenty nine, and we got one thirty four. all cash, no inspection, oh, wow. no appraisal. And we were just like, bah! you know, um, because we knew, we knew that it didn't need an inspection and we didn't, you know, we weren't worried about that for a new homeowner, yeah. but we did think like, well, the appraisal, oh yeah, could, it's a, it's dicey, you know, oh, for sure. Totally valid so, concern. People don't okay. realize that, right? Like they get into yeah. it and they're like, oh my God, yeah, I'm just going to sell it for this. Well, you're not going to sell it for that. If the appraiser can't find yeah. numbers to match that because yeah. the lender is not going to say yes. Yeah. Yep. So, so y'all sold for 134? 134. Um, we both walked with about 13,000. So that's awesome. um, It was fine. It was great, you know, and, and we made more, we made more now than we would have in 2005. So, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Will you and your sister flip together? Oh, all day long. Yeah, we're, we're like, we already are like, okay, how are we going to do this? You know, so we've already, we're already making plans. I love that. We have a, a three-year plan where she can just move here. Like we got to be so successful that in three years she's done with her job and her husband's like, all right, let's move to, you know, Grand Rapids. So that's our plan. Pray for us. I love it. I'm totally on board for your plan. Well, I mean, gosh, 134000 so really like 20% of the ARV was y'all's profit. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. When you look at it like that, it is, it is really exciting. Congratulations. You did it. Ripped off the Band-Aid. Finally flipped this house that y'all bought when you were in junior high. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Don't do it like me. Do it a little faster, guys. <laughs> do it a little faster. Is that, your, is that your takeaway? Do it a little faster. Yeah. Yeah. So... What was the furnace situation at the end there? Well, you know, we had gotten like our inspections and we had had originally what we wanted to do was just replace like, because when we first bought the house, um, we had a new furnace put in. Well, so it was 20 years old at that point, maybe even, yeah, like 20 years old. So, because it was 2000, I guess, when we actually, you know, started to move in. So, um my guy came out and we got a bunch of quotes and he said like, Oh, this furnace should have like another 10 years. Like you're good. 
but we were going to add an air conditioning onto it. So I think that's kind of the, that's why we had him out was like, you know, do we need to replace it? And he was like, no, just add the air. And I was like, okay, well then we started to kind of run out of money and we we're like, well, you know, how about we get crafty at the end? And if somebody really wants it, you know, they could pay for it or whatever, like let's negotiate. Right. That's, that's, a, that's a thing. Yep. <laughs> so he had come out and he didn't do like a, uh, like a furnace inspection. It was just kind of like a quick, like, oh, you can keep this. We'll just add the AC. Well, then we weren't going to add the AC, but the city that we flipped in has their own, like, certificate of occupancy. Oh, got it. We had dealt with them in 2000, 2000, and it had been like, you know, they came out, they gave us an inspection. They're like, fix these things and then, you know, um, and then have us back out. We'll sign off and then you can move in. Well, in 2000, they came back and they're like, oh, you need to fix this stuff. And I was like, that's the first time I ever put on my big girl pants and said, I love it. No, we are homeless. Like we are moving into this house today. You guys came out, you told us to fix this. This is the deal. So I knew we had to have an inspection for us to move into this house. And we did it thinking everything was good. And the furnace didn't sign off. Oh gosh. And I was like, oh, it's got a cracked something or other oh, and I was like what what you know because he had I thought he had come out like the week before and I guess for whatever reason he hadn't so he gave us a really great deal on it it was like 2200 to replace the furnace he did it same day wow we were able to close like we only had to push our closing by like three days I think um so it all worked out so I think yeah. I think we closed December 17th you know at the end Cause it was like a 15 day close. That was the other thing. The, oh, the got it. Yeah. I want this, this, and this, and I want to close in 15 days. And we were like, yeah, <laughs> yeah let's do that. We, we can accommodate that. Yeah. <laughs> we we'll offer all day long. So. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Are you looking for your next flip now? What are you doing? I've been looking for my next flip forever. Yeah. Um, but it's not because I can't find it. I've actually gotten offers or I've actually had contracts accepted on two and I've had to, after like inspections, I've had to say no. One was asbestos siding, which now I'm not afraid of anymore. Good. Um, But that was like way in the beginning of the program. And the other one was just like foundation issues. And in Michigan, we have basements, you know? Yeah, so right. It's different than here. Yeah. It, it's just kind of a funny thing that I'm just like, I'm not ready for that. So yeah. yes, um, we're looking for our next ones. Um, and I got to do marketing. Like I gotta <laughs> do marketing. Hey, you're putting in offers. You're going under contract. You're using your due diligence period. Like you're supposed to, right? We're going, yeah, we go under yeah, contract. We walk away when the numbers don't work anymore. Yeah. You're doing it. You're doing it, sister. I love it. With all y'all. Like, and you guys gave me permission to say y'all. So <laughs> all y'all. So. All y'all. <laughs> oh, you're such a joy. Um, thanks for sharing your story. It's it's interesting. One question I do want to ask, and then I'll let you go. You know, I like to talk about like what are your fears? What were you thinking about? What were you what were you worried about going into flipping a, a house? I don't know if it's different because you already owned the house. I don't know if it's different. It's different. Oh, okay. It's it's different because when I was in my 
20s and I did this, I didn't have life's karate chop yet, right? Yeah. Like I was so, so full of wonder and promise and hope I could do anything. Um, I wasn't afraid in the beginning, like, you know, I didn't have a family to support. It was right. just us. We, and so it was just like grabbing life by, you know, the, the horns or whatever was easy to do then. Um, right. and so, but now it, you go into it with a, still a lot of wonder. Um, mm-hmm. and I have a lot of knowledge, mm-hmm. so I'm educated about it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but that kind of goes twofold, right? So you're educated on it and it makes it a little scary, mm-hmm. but you also have those tools that make you successful right. when used properly. So you do have to use them properly. Um, but I think that, you know, I, I know I don't stay as focused as I need to, to complete certain things. Like I'm like shiny object squirrel, like the foreclosure, you know, foreclosure router probate. Cause I've been through foreclosure. So I know how it feels yes. and I sympathize. And so that has yeah. been one of those things where I feel like I want to help them and say like, I know I've been you like, yes, you are a good person. Yes. Yeah bad thing happened. Let's keep going, you know, but I'm so afraid of rejection. I Mm -hmm. really like people to like me Mm -hmm. and I have to, um, I have to let my desire to help Mm -hmm. overcome my fear of rejection. Every day I do. Yeah. So it's one of those things where I'm, I'm not every day that I put more tools in my chest and take rocks out of my backpack. I'm getting better at being who I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. I just, can't, I have to stop waiting to be that person mm-hmm. and do it now. Yeah. So. Oh my God. Everybody can do it. You just have to, you have to study, you know, you got to put the time in and you have to um, go to your girls for support. You guys have just been so fabulous as far as just reading everything that everyone's going through, good, bad, otherwise, and then it gives you more tools. So yeah, absolutely. It's been awesome. Yeah. It's, you know, that's, I mean, every day, every day I have to refocus like, okay, stop. It's not about me. Like the fear of rejection, the fear of like all those things. When I get stuck there, I know, okay, I'm making this about me. And like, it's like, okay, no, make it about serving, make it about helping people, make it about them feeling, them not feeling shame because they're in a terrible situation, right? Like refocusing that. So I love that you said that. That's, you said it really well. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. That will will definitely resonate. Like that will definitely resonate with people. I feel like people who are listening to this podcast want to do this. But some people find this on accident looking for a way out of their current situation. And I couldn't get myself out of my current situation. You know, when it, when it was my time, I couldn't do, I couldn't get myself out, but somebody else could. And now that I'm healed, I can, right? So full circle. Yeah. That's being able to help people who are in a similar position that we've been in we can relate to them. We can approach them with compassion and they will, they will see that they will feel that they will resonate with us more so than it's not always fast cash close quick. Like it's just, that's not always that it's 
you're going through a hard time and let's like, you're a person, <laughs> you're a human being. Let's, let's deal with humans first. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Oh my gosh. This, I love this. I love connecting with you. Like I said, you're such a joy. You are so fun. I appreciate your energy and your vibe and your connection in the group really. Cause it makes like more people like you in the community, make the community even better. So thank you for that. Yeah. You make it easy. So yeah. Oh, I appreciate that. All right. Thank you, Stephanie. Okay. See you in the group. All right. See you in the group. Bye. Bye. One of the biggest things I love about this conversation is the fact that her past, right? The foreclosure didn't prevent her from chasing this dream. Because I hear that often, like, oh, I've had a lot of whatever in my past, foreclosure, bankruptcy, uh, financial hardships, whatever it is, you can use that as a superpower. You can use your experiences to help other people in similar situations. That's the beauty of our scars. It's not hiding them. It's not pretending those things didn't happen. It's helping people in similar situations because you can relate in a way that people who haven't had that experience can't possibly. It's your superpower. If you're sick of sitting on the sideline and you want not just the step-by-step processes and systems, yeah, that stuff's great, right? Why reinvent the wheel? But you want a community of women who are out there doing this thing regularly, supporting you and encouraging you, basically part of your extended team, go to herfirstflip.com and schedule a call with my team. And let's see if we're a good fit to work together. This happens to be our specialty, helping women get off the sideline and chase this dream of theirs confidently. How about All right, that's it. Thanks for hanging out with us today. And until next time, go out there, flip houses like a girl, leave people and places better than you find them, and chase your curiosities. Bye, y'all.